Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And we know that one of the best ways to celebrate life is by learning new and fascinating information, and that's why I'm especially excited about our guest today, Noah Stryker. Noah is an author, photographer, and a birding guide whose books include, among others, National Geographic's Backyard Guide to the Birds of North America and Birds of the Photo Arc. Noah is also a penguin researcher and an associate editor of Birding Magazine, so this guy knows his birds. Noah is joining us today, however, to share all about his latest book. It's also published by National Geographic, and it's called Birding Basics, Tips, Tools, and Techniques for the Great Bird Watching. And boy, I'm excited to talk with you. Welcome, Noah. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, first off, I like your other books for National Geographic. The photographs in this in this latest rendition uh, are truly stunning, and of course, the information you share is fascinating. So, I just want to add my congratulations for creating another must-have book for the world of birding. Oh well, thank you so much. <laughs> And before we went on air, we had a chance to chat, and I was just thinking, when you get that, those, uh, you know, the galleys in your hand, and and look at how the book is going to turn out, it must be such a thrill. I think they did a great job with this one. Uh, Birding Basics is, you know, a full color, full length guidebook, top to bottom, everything that you need to know when you're just getting started in birding, and the layouts are beautiful with all the images and photos that they selected. Well, it would make anybody, just leafing through the books going to make anybody want to run in their backyard and start looking for birds. But uh, it's obvious with your career choice and all the adventures you've been on, you have a real passion for our fine feathered friends. And I understand for you, you wrote about it in the introduction, it started back in the fifth grade. So tell us a little bit about how your interest began. Yeah, when I was in a elementary school here in uh, Eugene, Oregon, my teacher put a bird feeder on our classroom window that suction cups right onto the glass, and she would stop class every time a new bird showed up and make us try to identify. Was it a black-capped chickadee or an evening grosbeak or a red-breasted nuthatch? And I just thought it was totally cool that you could see these birds right up close on the window and figure out what kinds of birds they were. So that got me hooked, and it's just been a slippery slope ever since then. <laughs> Oh, yes, a very swift Well, and I think you have a special name for the experience that hooked you. Yeah, generally when birders see even a particular bird that hooks their interest, they often call that a spark bird. Whatever bird you see that turns you on or or just makes you pay attention to birds in a way that you haven't seen them before, and then forever on afterwards you're a birder. <laughs> That is your spark bird. <laughs> well, you obviously were highly spark, and I just have to ask you on a personal note, have you been in touch with your fifth grade teacher? Oh, yeah, she's still around town. She's retired these days, but I still see her uh, pretty often. Oh, she, she well, she must be so thrilled with your six. Yeah, <laughs> it must be pretty cool to see your students and what they do years later. 
Well, especially because she sparked your spark experience. I think that oh, is yeah. just wonderful. Oh, yeah. He knows how she uh, derailed the course of the rest of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's the rest of your existence, but now your passion, your existence is being shared by a lot of people around the world. You obviously love birds, but how do you think the bird watching community is, why do you think it's growing so rapidly now? It's been amazing to watch just over the past two or three years over the course of the pandemic, really, and the shutdowns and everything, how popular birding has suddenly become. It's like the one thing that wasn't shut down was the outdoors and nature, and everyone realized, yeah. oh, we can still go outside and experience and see things. And so there's this whole new group of birders all of a sudden that hadn't even existed before the pandemic. I think that's pretty cool. A positive thing to come out of the, all of this is that, there's all these people now paying attention to birds that weren't before. Well, and also you decided to write a book to help these newbies <laughs> in their bird-watching community and to look for. So tell us some of the tips and ideas that you go over in the book. Well, the cool thing about birding is you don't particularly need a whole lot to get started. It doesn't even matter where you live. There's birds everywhere. So you can pretty much do what I do every morning, wake up, go out your front door and see what birds are around. It's a great way to start the day. If you have a bit of a backyard, you can attract birds to it with bird feeders, bird houses, bird baths, etc. Or you can go down to your local park and find a little pond or a lake. Bodies of water are especially attracted to birds because there's good diversity there. And then you can get yourself a good field guide covering the bird species that are in your area as a reference, and a good pair of binoculars, not like an old antique pair that's gathering dust <laughs> in an attic somewhere. Binocular technology has gotten really good over the past 10 or 20 years, so do yourself a favor and get a new pair of binoculars. They're not that expensive. And that's pretty much all you need to really get going in birding and um, start identifying different species and tracking them down and figuring them out. You know, I just came, I just thought about, of course, we're heading towards the, well, we're in the holiday season now, and what a fun gift to give your book and a pair of binoculars to someone. I mean, just, I think that would be such a great idea for getting people outside, and even in the dead of winter, you can see a lot of birds, and uh, so what are some of the basic ways maybe people, if they get your guide and they get the binoculars, what are some ways they can start looking forward to identify various species? Identifying birds is its own strange, joyous alchemy. <laughs> it's, um, it's almost like getting to know anyone, really. You learn their personalities. You learn what they look like. You also learn where they live and what their habits are. All of that put together helps you identify what you're looking at. So you start from the really general, where, where am I geographically and what habitat am I in and what behavior is this bird showing and then you work your way down to the more specific like size and shape and color and then you can start looking at finer details to separate more similar looking species from each other but it's almost like you know when you look at an apple you don't think oh it's round and shiny and it has a stem so therefore it must be an apple it's just like you get to know over time what an apple is and, and then you know so it's the same thing with recognizing different types of birds 
Well, and two, like you say, you do it every morning. <laughs> I mean, I think, and I know you do it professionally as well. So, I mean, it must be a treat. Do you yourself find yourself finding maybe new birds that you haven't realized in your own area? Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's the really obvious, colorful, big, charismatic birds that are in your face. But often I find the most rewarding ones are the shyer, drabber-looking birds that make you work harder to find them and figure out and, and get to know them. I suppose it's like that with people, too, in some ways. <laughs> it's, um, there's lots of different levels of, of birding and appreciating birds, and it's um, I like that about it. You can go to far corners of the planet and see birds that you've never seen before and add them to your life list, which is like all the birds you've ever seen in your life. Or you can even spend all day sitting in your backyard looking at a bird that you've seen a million times already and still find new and interesting behaviors and um, ways of looking at it. So there's this whole spectrum of ways that you can approach looking at birds. Well, and now that you've uh, <laughs> identified you, you care for the, you prefer the drab birds. No, I'm teasing, but uh, you got, I mean, of course, the book is filled with, uh, like I mentioned, stunning photographs of the big colorful ones, especially. <clears throat> but did any, did, and this latest rendition of your, you know, your, your help for those interested in birding, do you have any fav- favorite photographs in this book in particular? Ooh, I don't know about favorite photos in this book. I mean, it's um, it's full of amazing, beautiful birds. There is a picture on. Uh, um, I did a little section on albinos and color oddities because every now and then you see birds that are colored differently than they should normally be, and they found an amazing picture of a yellow cardinal. You know, cardinals are normally red. But every now and then there's like a one in a million cardinal that's bright yellow instead. (laughs) And there's an amazing photo of one in here. Oh, my gosh. Well, Noah, I, you, this is such a fascinating book. Your work is absolutely fascinating. And unfortunately, we we are running out of time. But I did want to ask you before we leave, you love, obviously love this topic so much, and it's it's taken over, you know, much of your life. But what do you hope your readers are going to get out of this book, out of Birding Basics? Just an increased appreciation of the feathered friends around us and a way to connect with the world through the sheer love of birds. Well, and I love the idea about going outside and having a, a real joyous experience is checking out your own backyard. So it's a wonderful book, and it's a real treat to get to interview you, Noah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, too. Well, also, I have to say, Noah obviously has a lot of expertise and a passion, and I'm sure you have, you as listeners have learned a lot more and, and are ready to start your own bird-watching expeditions in your own backyard. Uh, but I do urge you to check out National Geographic's Birding Basics, Tips, Tools, and Techniques for Great Bird-Watching, and get that new pair of binoculars, just like Noah told us, because it's definitely a, the book's a treasure trove of useful information, and getting out there in your own backyard with your binoculars and that book will provide a real feast for the eyes so until next time this is mary eileen williams at feisty side of 50 radio and i'll catch you later bye-bye